Ross FM 94.6 Broadcasting around the world on the World Wide Web Listen in online at rossfm.ie Tune in to Note Self on Ross FM 94.6, presented by Adam O'Dwyer. Note Self is on the airways every Friday between 10 and 11 a.m. Tune in on rossfm.ie forward slash live. That's Note Self, presented by Adam O'Dwyer, on the airways every Friday between 10 and 11 a.m. Only on Ross FM 94.6. Good morning, you're listening to Note to Self on Ross FM with me, Adam O'Dwyer. Hopefully you're having a great Friday and are excited about the weekend ahead. We have a couple of guests joining us over the next hour. Firstly, we're going to speak with one of the classroom managers from Juniper Tree Autism Services. And a little later on, Eve McDell from Stalking Ireland will be back on the show to give us an update on the proposed anti-stalking legislation. Before we get to that though, we're going to start off with a song from the script. This is Superheroes. Enjoy. Took away the prophet's dream For a prophet on the street Now she's stronger than you know A heart of steel starts to grow On his life he's been told He'll be nothing when he's old All the kicks and all the blows He won't ever let it show Cause he's stronger than you know A heart of steel starts to grow When you've been fighting for it
to control Cause they've taken too much hits to go blow by blow Now light a match, stand back, watch him explode She's got a lion's in her heart, a fire in her soul He's got a beast in his belly that's so hard to control Cause they've taken too much hits to go blow by blow Now light a match, stand back, watch him explode Welcome back. This is Note to Self on Ross FM. I'm Adam O'Dwyer, and joining me now is Kira, the classroom manager from Juniper Tree Autism Services. Juniper Tree is an early intervention preschool and after school service that caters for children with autism spectrum disorder, or ASD. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kira. I really appreciate it. And I suppose just to start off, would you mind telling everyone a bit about Juniper? Yeah, so basically we run a couple of services for specifically with kids with ASD. So we have like an early intervention kind of preschool group, which would be two and a half to six year olds. So basically we would be kind of working on skills that are kind of relevant to them that we find that they might need help with. So it'll be kind of around communication, play, um, social skills, kind of group skills, kind of anything that the parents want to work on. So we'd kind of be largely like play-based. So we'd be kind of teaching them through like their interests, I suppose, kind of following their needs and kind of teaching them things that they would need like throughout their day. So that's our two and a half to six-year-olds. Then we also have like an after-school group. So that would be like six to 12-year-olds. We have a few kids that kind of like come after group, after school, sorry, or even in the afternoon that might be in school. It's just kind of more like a kind of group-based kind of social outlet for them more than anything. And if like, you know, they have homework after school, we'll work on that with them. Or if there's any other kind of things the parents want to work on, we can kind of do that as well. And then we kind of would do a lot like a parent training as well. I suppose like anything from like toilet training, feeding, sleeping, any kind of the programs the kids are working on. If we're trying to develop, I suppose, a child's communication, we'd kind of run through that program with parents. It maybe it's like through PECS, which would be like picture exchange communication for some of our like pre-verbal kids and kind of other kind of even play skills teaching parents how to actually like sit down and play with the kids and follow their lead because they can teach them loads through that and then we kind of support some parents at home then as well if there's anything they need any kind of support for that home. Obviously by its very nature autism spectrum disorder is a unique experience from child to child so how do you cater for that challenge where each child may have vastly different needs? Every child is really different. And as I said, autism is a spectrum. So like each child presents with like various different needs. So kind of like that intake, I suppose, or when we're getting to meet the kids at the start, we kind of take a couple of weeks to kind of 
really like just play with them get to know them see what they're interested in see kind of where their strengths are and maybe like where they need a little bit of help so one child might need help with like developing their communication another child might need some help with kind of developing social skills or another child might need help with just kind of getting some kind of school readiness kids so we kind of would do a general kind of assessment I suppose to get kind of a bigger picture of the children when they kind of come in and we'd be able to kind of help them in the various different areas from there. Yeah and you were saying you uh, do a lot of it through play how do you actually go about that? So I suppose we're kind of we're dealing with kids and they're they're small they're two two and a half three four five and six so kind of like play is what they know play is what they're interested in like we're not going to be sitting down at a table with the kids all day like teaching them their ABCs or like teaching them how to make a puzzle or anything like that so we'd kind of be following their needs so say one child might be like interested in like animals and I know she sees like going over to play with the animals and I might sit down and like teach them like language to the animals so I'd just be kind of like commenting what he's doing kind of modeling modeling a lot of language I might like restrict access and I kind of get them to ask me for an animal or even like to name the different animals or even like if we're working on kind of conversation skills I'd be like oh the cow says moo and they might kind of like fill in the blanks to different things so things like that. I don't know how common this actually is, but I know from interacting with my own nephew who has special needs that a lot of these kids, they might have something that they're hyper-focused on or, or really interested in. I know for my own, for my nephew, it would be pirates. Is that something that you find with a lot of these kids? Yeah, I suppose, like, everyone does have their own interests. Like, even if you think to yourself, I'm sure, like, you probably have something you're really, really interested in. Like, I like, Mogi, I'm really interested in that. Like, so, like, kids are the same. Like, they will pick a thing and they're really interested in it. But I suppose that would be kind of one of their strengths that they have, like, the thing that they're really excited about. So then we can kind of use that, like, to kind of incorporate into the, their day and kind of teach them different things through it. Like, even if, like, we're trying to teach them how to colour or colour, you know, it's not that interested. And he's really interested in pirates. We're like, oh, let's colour a pirate. Or, like, we could teach them like, the language through pirates and stuff. Well, yeah, it is quite common. But, like, it, I think it's quite cool, like, some of the interests the kids have as well. And what about the older kids? What kind of activities do you, would you do with them? So we'd back kind of, like, a lot of them would be kind of in school. So we're trying to, like, you know, they'd be learning as part of a group in school. So we might kind of do, like, different group activities. Like, even if it's just a story story time, if we're just doing, like, songs, um, if we're just all doing a puzzle together, it's trying to get them kind of, noticing each other interacting with each other then we play like different games like you might play what time mr wolf like hide and seek for like turn taking games just to kind of build those kind of social skills and those peer interactions and i suppose then like if there's any kind of uh, skills that they need coming from school like they might practice their writing kind of stuff like that with them as well the kids who would go to the preschool with yourselves do a lot of those go on to be in mainstream primary schools so it really depends on the child like the goal is to get them to mainstream so i suppose kind of the earlier we get the kind of the kids in like they might come here for a year and then they might go to typical preschool for a year and then they might go to mainstream another child might come here for a year um then they might go to like an asd class but it kind of it really depends on the child and it depends on like parents kind of preferences as well but our goal is kind of always get them to mainstream so we're trying to give them all the skills i suppose to be like integrated at that level when they get to that level but yeah, it depends. Like some can go to mainstream and then others will go to an ASD class. So it really varies. And from dealing with uh, with parents, because I know you, you guys work training parents, uh, from that, do you find maybe parents have an expectation where they put a lot of pressure on themselves to get their, their child into the mainstream schools and then to make sure they can they can stay at that level? Sometimes, I suppose. I think sometimes like 
the kind of assessment process and kind of getting to that stage can take quite a while. So then by the time we kind of get to meet the kids, but if parents are kind of waiting on a diagnosis as well, they're kind of worried about their child. Like we do offer kind of like hourly sessions as well. Like if parents were interested in that and kind of wanted to kind of bring them or get kind of intervention in kind of before they kind of got their assessment and their diagnosis and things like that. But like, I think at the start, all parents are having themselves about it, but kind of as they kind of take it day by day and they see the child making progress, they're kind of happy enough to kind of go at their own pace. And kind of, as long as they're happy, we find that the parents are happy as well. What's the, what is the the process? Obviously you guys start uh, working with the kids from quite a young age. Is it just autism or what if they, if they had some other intellectual difficulties, would they still be able to benefit from these classes or is it mainly just people with uh, autism spectrum disorder? Um, we mainly deal with kids with autism at the moment, but like I suppose the kind of the teaching techniques we're using could be kind of applied across kids with other developmental disabilities as well. So if you know there was a thing that I was interested, we could we'd know if it was within our scope or not. We'd kind of meet the family, see kind of what their needs were and what they wanted to do, and then we could kind of take it from there and be like, yeah, we can't help your child, but if we weren't, we kind of refer them on and tell them where best we might be able to get over services. That's great. Thank you, Kira. We'll be back with more shortly, but first, here's Paradise by George Ezra. Enjoy. My love, my lover, 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 I'm in paradise whenever I'm with you. My mind, my mind, well, it's a paradise whenever I'm with you. Right on. I will ride on down the road, I will find you, I will hold you, I'll be there It's long, well, it's a mighty long road, but I'll find you, I will hold you and I'll be there I know you heard it from those other boys, but this time between It's something that I feel it I know you heard it from those other boys, but this time between It's something that I feel it If it feels like paradise running through your bloody veins Know it's love heading your way If it feels like paradise running through your bloody veins You know it's love heading your way My time My time My t time will live to never end in hell to skelter We'll be out whatever the weather My heart My boom boom hearted to beat And it's a thumping and I'm alive Paradise, 
Loving can hurt. Loving can hurt sometimes. But it's the only thing that I know. When it gets hard, you know it can get hard sometimes. It is the only thing that makes us feel alive. We keep this love in a photograph. We make these memories for ourselves, where our eyes are never closing. Hearts are never broken, and time's forever frozen still. So you can keep me inside the pocket of your ripped jeans, holding me closer till our eyes meet. You won't ever be alone. Wait for me to come home. Loving can heal. Loving can mend your soul, and it's the only thing that I know. No, I swear it will get easier. Remember that with every piece of you, and it's the only thing we take with us when we die.
Welcome back. You're listening to Note to Self on Ross FM with me, Adam O'Dwyer. Tune in every Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. That was Photograph by Ed Sheeran. With us now, we have Kira from Juniper Tree Autism Services. Kira, what are some of the misconceptions that you find people have about autism? Um, I suppose it wouldn't really be like, I suppose all the families we meet, like, would have a child with autism so we wouldn't really get too many misconceptions in here i know like if you want to kind of like as you look up like even the as i am website like there's like a for uh, they have like a list of like frequent like misconceptions or even like frequently asked questions about it you mentioned that you guys do work with parents can i ask what exactly that would involve each child i suppose would like have their own plan or individualized education plan so we have like specific targets that we're working on with the child so it might be like getting them to request things they want or like following different directions or even like toilet training or using pets or something like that so we'd kind of bring the parents in go through the plan with them and kind of kind of model things for them like how we're doing them in here and how they can apply it at home as well kind of like easily throughout the child's day like your whole day is kind of there's those naturally occurring opportunities in it so it's just about getting parents to realize how they can kind of use them to their advantage and things like that and if there were maybe parents listening who had a, a young child and they they were starting to consider getting their child tested um do you have any advice for that how would they maybe go about it do you know any of the the avenues about it just for anyone who might not be familiar i know they come to you guys when they're either in the middle of being yeah. diagnosed or they're already diagnosed but even uh, have, from talking to the parents would you know of any sort of uh, any sort of avenues they could look down yeah so i suppose a kind of best bet probably is kind of each i suppose depends on kind of what area they're in would have like their own kind of it would be through the hsc they'd have their own like early intervention team or even like i know the public health nurses do check things like that so they kind of are their own gp like if the parent was maybe worried or had a concern like i'd always say go with your gut go to your gp see what they think and they might refer you over to their early intervention team within the hsc then to kind of get the assessment process kind of going then or I know the HSC unfortunately can take quite long, so you can always try and look into private assessments as well. But go to your GP first anyway, through your early intervention team and kind of see what they think. They'll kind of tell you kind of the waiting times and things like that as well. And they'd probably be able to best advise you as opposed to me. They'd know more about that than I would. And what would be, what's the average age um, that, that kids usually get diagnosed or that people tend to start to think that maybe they should get their, their child assessed? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose kind of children can vary, kind, kind of depends on kind of deficits they kind of present with, but kind of by like 18 months to kind of two years, if there was like markedly kind of absent kind of milestones they were kind of missing then, it'd be no harm raising flags, I suppose, with your GP then. Just be like, oh, my child's not doing this, should they be doing this yet? And things like that. Even like on the HSE, like there probably is those of um, kind of like resources for parents where you can like check kind of suppose what kids are supposed to be doing by their age. So by one year, they should be doing this. But like every child just developed in their own time as well. Like some kids are like walking before they're talking and things like that. So kind of not to panic either. They're not doing this one particular thing. And what's something about your job that you find uh, rewarding? Everything. <laughs> so uh, it is a really rewarding job. I suppose we have kids coming in who may be like pre-verbal. And then by the time they're finished with those, they might be like saying a few words or kind of, you know, kids come in, they're not toilet trained. And then like, after a few months they're perfect they're toilet trained and then like hearing I suppose all the stories from the parents the parents are so grateful they're so good like even like getting a child into mainstream is really 
um, amazing or even to kind of another ASD class even it's you know because sometimes like oh, I never thought I'd get them to school so it's great or even like giving them I suppose children like a form of communication that maybe not might have been able to communicate before whether that's like vocally or using something like picture exchange yeah so they make their own little progress like every day so it's like when they meet like a little milestone every day you're like delighted <laughs> so it's nice. Can I ask as well how was Juniper set up originally? So Sarah would have went to college, did kind of special training around ABA, which would be applied behavior analysis. She would have done her master's in that. And then I suppose she would have kind of worked with kids through college, through placement, and then just decided she wanted to open up her own service because there wasn't really much around in the area. And yeah, so it's going pretty well. How did you decide that it was something that you wanted to get involved in? Psychology would have been my undergrad in college. And I always was kind of really interested in working with kids. And then kind of once I kind of explored this avenue, the ABA kind of same master's there would have done. Uh, I just really loved it. I did my one of my placements here actually when I was in college and I loved it and just stayed here and never left. <laughs> that was great. So the after school program you have with, with kids there, are they all yeah. kids that maybe started in the preschool or if you have a, a, a older child um, who has been diagnosed with um, with autism spectrum disorder, is that something that they can come into then, even if they don't have a pre-existing relationship with the school? Oh, yeah, definitely. So we would have like kids that we would have had here in the, the preschool class and now they went to school and they come back after and it's nice to kind of see the journey that way. But we've had new kids that like maybe wouldn't have been in our preschool class or that wouldn't have had any interaction with us before. Um, so we're kind of, we constantly kind of be enrolled in throughout the year. So it kind of depends, like some kids do like one or two afternoons or three afternoons or even like one afternoon. It's kind of, you know, that's kind of open to kind of what suits the family. So kind of how long they want to send them in. But yeah, we, we're open to new kids all the time. And how are they with socialising with other kids? Because I know that's um, that's something that a lot of people with autism kind of suffer from. Is it uh, is that something that you guys work with as well, with how they interact with each other? Yeah, so we're constantly kind of working on developing those social interactions. Like kids have different interests, like that's fine too. One kid might be interested in something other child is, but it's kind of just kind of getting them cooperating and playing together, um, whether it's like through turn taking or sharing, or even like just sitting down as part of a group and doing an activity beside each other, like that's the step in the right direction as well. Yeah, so that would be kind of one of our the goals if it was that child wasn't particularly strong with their social skills, that we'd work on that for them as well. I can imagine it's um it's probably a good source of exercise now for the, the kids as well. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. We get great exercise out of it anyway. Yeah. Um, and I know um, from my own nephew as well that when he's maybe got a bit too much energy, it's a bit harder to um, to work with. Maybe going and, and using up some of that energy probably has some, some pretty good effects. Yeah, a lot of movement is good. Well, it depends on the child as well. We tend to, like, we'd kind of be in and out. We have a little yard at the back as well, a slide and a sandpit and stuff. So we kind of, we take regular kind of breaks and go outside and come back in. Um, so, yeah, it's fine. And are parents able to get involved at all? Yeah. Um, so, like, well, pre-COVID, <laughs> um, but the parents would have been able to, like, come into the school a good bit and we'd kind of be able to show them what we're doing or if there was a particular skill we were working on with the child, we could kind of, bring them in and show them and kind of practice with them um but we would do that like in the home as well we can do like home-based kind of stuff as well so yeah parents would be very involved because i suppose the kids are only here four or five hours a day they're at home the rest of the time whereas they're going to need all these skills so it's very important to kind of have the parents involved as well and the the home-based work is that um is that like 
the same kind of hours as the school or is that on the weekends or um, it kind of depends um so it kind of depends on family kind of what they need like i might need to like just kind of i have a plan in place so i just kind of check in maybe an hour during the week or whatever or if like they needed longer than that they could there's like so the kids would be like funded through like a home tuition grant so they whatever how many hours they're entire study they'd normally be 10 if it was in the home but split that maybe that cost like two hours a day for five days or something like that if anyone was looking to get their kids enrolled in the preschool or avail of any of the services, how would they go about doing that? Um, yeah, so we suppose the easiest way is we don't have a website, but we have a Facebook page called Juniper Tree Autism Services. And our email is on that and our phone number. So if you just even pop us a Facebook message, we're generally pretty responsive to get back to you. Or the number's on as well. You can just give Sarah a call um, or an email and we'll get back to you then. So yeah, it's all pretty informal. We're pretty easy to deal with, and we kind of can see we'll be able to tell you very fast if we're able to help you or not. Thanks, Kira, for taking the time to come on the show today. If you are looking to speak with Juniper Tree Autism Service, please check out their Facebook page. They offer a vast range of different supports for autistic children and their parents. Uh, We're going to take a break now, but stay tuned because when we come back, Eve MacDill from Stalking Ireland is going to be joining me with a bit of an update on the standalone stalking legislation in Ireland. KC's Roscommon with Londis, Circle K, Supermax, Papa John's, Super Subs and Ticketmaster all under one roof. That's KC's at Lone Road, Roscommon. Call 090-663-8000. Heinz Pharmacy, Castle Street, Roscommon. Contact us on 09066 34147. We offer a wide range of in-store services. We also offer online loyalty points. So log on today to HeinzPharmacy.ie. That's Heinz Pharmacy, servicing the community of Roscommon. Contact us on 09066 34147. Best for babies. Castle Street, Roscommon, across the road from Heinz Pharmacy. Wagon Tales, now location in Roscommon Town. Why not look us up online at wagontalespetshop.ie? We're open seven days a week. Give us a call on 087-719-8909. Here at Wagon Tales, you'll find hand-reared birds, from budgies to macaws, cold water fish, small mammals such as guinea pigs, rats, hamsters and rabbits. We've got hedgehogs, tortoises and even snakes. Why not drop into the store today and look us up online at wagontailspetshop.ie for all your pet and pet product needs. Best Drive by Continental, Lanesborough Street, Roscommon Town now open. We're here for you six days a week, Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 6 and Saturday 9 to 5 p.m. Why not drop into Best Drive Roscommon and ask for Robert, our branch manager, who will assist you with all of your queries. Here at Best Drive, we offer a free pre-NCT check, a free safety check and a full range of parts and car maintenance options. Book your service online at bestdrive.ie forward slash Roscommon. And while you're online, why not check out our special offers? You drive, we care. Equity Plant Hire, supplying you with self-drive hire of diggers, Jumpers, rollers, hoists, and cherry pickers, power washers, and more at keen rates. Selection of Jeep trailers for hire also. Delivery and collection service provided. Give us a call today on 087 2536 428. We'll fix you up. 
Common Town Teams, aiming to make Roscommon a better place to live, work and play. Find us on Facebook. Garvey's Builder Merchants, Lanesborough Road, Roscommon, providing all the building materials you need for your project, including bricks and blocks to tiles, slates, fueling systems, drainage, cement, timber and insulation. The one-stop shop for your building and DIY needs. Open Monday to Saturday till 5pm. Call on 662722 or log on to garvey's.ie.
Welcome back. In case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Note to Self on Ross FM with Adam O'Dwyer, coming at you every Friday morning from 10 to 11 a.m. Before the break, we spoke with Kira from Juniper Tree Autism Services about the supports that they offer to help autistic children progress in their education. If this is something you'd like to read more about, please check them out on Facebook. In just a moment, we'll be joined by Eve McDowell from Stalking Ireland, an organisation campaigning for the introduction of standalone anti-stalking legislation in Ireland. Eve co-founded the organisation with Una Ring, and a few weeks ago we had both Eve and Una on the show to talk about their personal experiences being stalked and how it drove them to take action and try to improve the law and prevent others from going through the same dangers they faced. Presently, stalking isn't independently legislated for in Ireland and instead is folded into harassment law, which doesn't reflect the severity of what Eve and Una went through. If you'd like to listen back to Eve and Una's stories, you can download the podcast versions of the show on Spotify and most major podcasting platforms. But first, welcome back, Eve. It's really great to have you back on the show. And how have you been? We're good, yeah. We've had a busy two weeks now, um, you know, since this came about and, you know, things are finally starting to look like there's some movement happening with it. So, yeah, we're delighted with that. Yeah, because it, was it a bit sooner than you guys were expecting? Um, Yeah, to be honest, like, we got it done very fast. We've been told from the start when we started this that it'll take years to even get some sort of progress going, but... We were lucky enough to have good contacts and we all kind of came together and put a lot of work in and got it done quicker than we expected. So I suppose, what's the latest on it? So we've drafted the bill with Lisa Chambers and we called in Dr. Dr. Catherine O'Sullivan from UCC to help and then Rebecca Cohen from the Law Reform Commission came and gave us her personal opinion on it because they made the recommendation for this all back in 2016. Um you know, just at the end, we called her in and she looked over things and, you know, we spoke with people in England about the laws over there because we just wanted to get it right. Um, so we have the bill drafted and Lisa Chambers, Senator Lisa Chambers introduced it into the Senate there last week. Um, so that's the first stage and it will move into the next stage after summer recess in the autumn. So what has to happen to it now that it's been introduced into the Senate? So there's a good few stages. The next stage is committee stage, I think, where it goes to debate in the channel. And then after that, it'll go to the doll where the TDs have to pass it and then it gets debated there. And then I think there's another step or two. So we're still in the early stages yet. But, you know, it's great to have something moving. Exactly. And um, I suppose, how do you feel now that it's, uh, it is gone? It's actually, you know, progressing and could potentially become law in the next couple of years? Well, we're feeling very hopeful. You know, this is just the beginning. We hope to work on stalking protection orders down the line like they have in England. So, you know, this is just the start. But yeah, I suppose it's been, we've had a positive feedback so far. And I suppose it's just trying to convince the Department of Justice that these laws aren't needed and the harassment laws just don't cut the mustard. And just as well, I suppose, um, when you were putting together the bill, you obviously, you know, were able to um to look into you know what they what they did in England and all, but it's not something that you do every day. You know, put together a bill. How did you know what to do? Like, how did you get you know the the information? Well, I have no background in law 
originally. Um, and the jargon can be hard to understand, but I suppose when you're passionate about something and when we had so many fantastic people on board that were willing to explain things to us and, you know, as victims, we were the ones that have experienced things so we can bring something to the table and other experts can bring things to the table as well. And I think just just the combination of everyone, it just flowed so well. And, you know, there was difficulties and there was a bit of back and forth. But, yeah, we got there in the end. It's actually, it's an amazing achievement. Uh, what you said you. turned this into the what could have been, like, the worst, well, what probably was uh, the worst part of your life has turned into such an achievement that you can actually, you could potentially enable a lot of people to avoid having to go through what you went through and it is absolutely amazing yeah yeah well it is much it is very much needed and you know sooner rather than later it's overdue there's still like the amount of people that are contacting us on a weekly basis it's insane how prevalent it is at the moment but hopefully the quicker we can get this into legislation the quicker we can help these people Thank you so much for coming back and giving us an update and hopefully once the recess is over you can come back with even more good news. Yeah, fingers crossed. Thanks very much. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great weekend and tune in again next week. If you missed the beginning of today's episode or just want to catch up on any of the previous episodes you can now do so on Spotify and I'll be back with another guest next week.
tuned in to Note to Self on Ross FM 94.6, presented by Adam O'Dwyer. Note to Self is on the airways every Friday between 10 and 11 a.m. Tune in on rossfm.ie forward slash live. That's Note to Self, presented by Adam O'Dwyer, on the airways every Friday between 10 and 11 a.m. Only on Ross FM 94.6.